Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole. I'm Via Williams. I'm Wendy Papazan. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. So I will never forget the moment. Uh, so much was changing around me. Um, I hired uh, the largest um, sort of key leader hire I had ever made from outside of our industry, from outside of our team. Um, I had sat down and created uh, my ideal job description. At the time, I had 18 different people answering to me. And so I I sat down and I wrote out what really um, is my ideal job description. But yet multiple times a day, um, I would find myself getting emotional at work like in the middle of meetings, <laughs> um, I would, I would have a partner meeting with my mom and I would start crying for no, it felt like for no reason. Um, I would say things like, are you guys trying to push me out when someone on my team was trying to take something off my plate? Um, they were just trying to do their job and I was questioning every, their intention along the way. So during that same time, um, and I feel like this was like a gift from God, honestly, during that same time, I started reading Brene Brown's book, um, called Dare to Lead. And it was such a gift. And as I was uh, listening to it, I got to a, par- a part that literally I was driving and I had to pause it and pull over because it hit me like a ton of bricks. And she said that the number one cause of shame at work is fear of irrelevance. The number one cause of fear of irrelevance is change. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my goodness. I am reacting to a fear I'm having of being irrelevant. And and what was really happening was I was holding my leaders and honestly, I was holding my organization and and myself back because of the fear that I was having of being irrelevant. So today, uh, we are going to tackle this fear. I I actually have not heard this talked about very much other than um, from Brene Brown's book. Uh, And so we are going to tackle uh, this Fear of being irrelevant, especially when you are leading an organization that is growing and or, and, or that's changing uh, rapidly and or changing at all, because change is what brings typically the fear of being irrelevant. Yeah, I, this is a huge topic for me right now with things going on for me in my career. Um, one that I um, I almost feel I almost feel too close to it to do the episode. That's how close it feels, right? Because mm. I am I'm in this right now. Uh, full disclosure. But it, it doesn't, you know, fear of irrelevance. I would also say via words, you know, the, I have a high need to be needed. <laughs> and yes. um, so however you want to word it, but it's not <laughs> just work, right? For those of you like me um, who have kids, you know, going away to school or, or leaving the nest, right? Um, your kids don't need you on the same level. You know, there is a fear, I think, of being irrelevant. Um, divorce, it could it could show up, you know, a big job change. I'm raising my hand on, on that one. Um, I, I do remember, I, I remember a specific time though, you know, it's, it's interesting when we talk about our kids leaving the nest in a personal life, or we talk about work things, Sarah, you know, kind of to your point, your organization was evolving and growing. Sometimes success is that you're you're almost irrelevant. I mean, in, in a way, ironically, that is the definition of success oftentimes because we're leading leaders and we're leading people to go do the things. And I, in our real estate teams, I had someone, I finally got that person to replace me taking listings, which those of you not in real estate, that's kind of your replacement, right? And when you can get someone to take listings for you. And I trained her up, she shadowed me, 
And it kind of launched her on day one, and she went and got a phenomenal listing that week. And the whole team cheered. And you would think that that was success for Via, right? You would think that I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I did it. We did it. It was great. And I just felt like I'm not getting the glory. She's getting the glory. Yeah. Like, I, no one talked about this. I almost feel jealous. Like, I, you know, like, I, I was that person. Like, I was that hero. And I'm no longer that hero, right? I had to work through that. It, it luckily it, it cycled through enough because I was able to. Well, we're going to talk about it. You know, I was able to do some of the things we're going to talk about in the in the episode today. But I just want to share that. You know, from a per, I, I have a lot of examples in my personal and professional life, and I'm going through this right now. Like this is really real. Well, and I think some of the the reasons we feel that way are because so often we. We think of ourselves as our roles, you know, yeah. we are mm-hmm. it's our identity. a listing agent, we are a mom, we are a working woman. And, um, you know, I've been quite leveraged on my team from the beginning, so I haven't experienced this maybe as much as you guys have. Uh, but I know when uh, I became a stay-at-home mom, um, that was a, an identity shift for me because you go to a party and... Uh, you you turn to the person next to them, and especially in America, you ask, "What do you do?" Right? Yeah. And when you're when you're a stay at home mom, I don't think I felt irrelevant. I don't think think that's the word I would use, but I did feel uh, like I didn't know what to say. I didn't have an answer to mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. eventually, I would just say, "I'm a trophy wife," um, which was <laughs> perfect. But um, I it's do still think true that- today. Yeah. I know, I know, Jason's <laughs> such a lucky man. But 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 it is that is part of it because we work in a in a society that values achievement. Um, we, we're all yes. achievers. We all like to win, and uh, and so and and so we think of ourselves as our role, but really. You know, we need to think of our like we we're, we are what we do is not who we are, mm-hmm. and it's so hard for those of us that are empire builders to really separate that and understand that if we fail at work, if we fail in what we do, it does not mean we are a failure as a person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, Wendy. <laughs> So good. I was get uh, so I sent uh, this episode out to everyone because this is such a, a this is a topic I've been struggling with so much, and I wanted to write it out. And I think um, I'm hoping so many of our listeners sort of resonate with us today. And when I sent it out, you know, Wendy responded, and uh, you said, you know, I I'm going to stay pretty quiet on this one because I don't struggle struggle with this a- as much. And I'm I'm getting I was getting ready, and I'm thinking like man, this is such a struggle for me. How is it not a struggle for her? Like, and I was trying to, and it, I came to the conclusion, I was like, she has done a better job not putting her identity in her role. Like for me, it is my, I mean, it's, it is. And it is a struggle mm-hmm. to my core. I mean, I had date night with George last night and we talked, we were talking this through and, um, and, it's just that is so much of what it is, is that a lot of times we do put our identity in the role that we play. So then w- mm-hmm. when we don't have that, right, when we leverage that out, all of a sudden we actually feel like we're losing our entire selves, right? When there's so yeah. much more to us than that, right? That's so what you're saying, Wendy, is spot on, spot on. Yeah, and I, I, I have I have 
you know, pretty openly struggled and worked with coaches on defining myself by my by my various roles, right? I mean, like I what I want to tell you is is that I'm I'm intrinsically and internally, you know, at peace and motivated. And I certainly have worked on it over the last probably decade. But the reality is I struggle with it. You know, I I I am a high achiever and I I challenge myself. And so this hits me deeply, right? The fear of being irrelevant would hit you deeply if if you do attach definition right of yourself to your role. So I think that was really wise, Wendy, that, that you added that in. So so let's move into um, of course six things. <laughs> let's move into the six things because <laughs> why wouldn't um, the six things to do to overcome the fear of irrelevance, especially in a growing organization. We're going to focus more you know on work you know for empire building, but you could also apply these to your your personal life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the first one, I love that we're starting with this one because it's coming from contribution. And that's to remember that giving others opportunity is part of your significance journey. And, you know, I think part of what I struggle with in this um, at the beginning was, um, I think especially as women were raised to do it all. Um, You do it all at home and then you start a business and then you do it all at work and you do all the things. And when all of a sudden we can't do it all in the time we are given, it's hard. Um, And so then you start by leveraging out the things you don't like to do, which is easy, right? You're like, oh, I can get rid of this. I can get rid of that. But then you start leveraging out the things that you do like to do so that your company can continue to grow. And um, you have to realize that all of a sudden you're letting go of things that you are either really good at or you get a lot of success from or a lot of attention from. Um, And, uh, you know, it's, it's challenging. And I know for me, when I when we created our director of marketing position, that was a really big struggle for me because I came from an advertising background. And all of a sudden, when that was a part of my baby that was being given mm. away that I, I really enjoyed, I, um, it, I really like took a, a lot of conscious restraint to, to let go of that um, and to, to be excited for them. And one thing, uh, my uncle George was the um, number two in the police department in Austin for 20 plus years. And I I would ask him, I would say, do you ever have the desire to become chief or do you ever have the desire to do something different? And he, he turned to me one day and he said something that really stuck with me. I was in college when he said it to me. And he said, you know, say, if I can help enough other people get what they want, I'm always gonna have more than what I need. And if I can give the spotlight, the opportunity, they're always gonna take me on opportunities with them. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for us here if we can help enough other people become great, get what they want, move into new opportunities or grow within our organizations, that is, an op- that is our opportunity um, to continue significance. It's just in a different way. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I tell people I've fired myself from every every job on my team. Yeah. You know, I fired myself from transaction coordination. I fired myself from showing properties. I fired myself from being a buyer's agent, from listing properties, from working on the database, from calling past clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I fired myself from everything. And if I hadn't done that, all those people on my team would have never had the opportunity to do that and learn and grow. So it's a gift. So. It's such a gift. Every time we say no to something, it gives someone else the opportunity to say yes. And so it's, it's so huge. So number two, um, number two, and I, I hogged this one for myself because I think that this really (laughs) helped me, um, a year ago, like sort of really work through this. 
Um, and that was to be transparent with your team and team members, and especially your key people, that you're actually struggling with this fear. Once I understood what was going on, because you got to think about it from their perspective, right? Like you have a leader that, I mean, I, it's not like I was crying every day in the office before that. So all of a sudden we're, we're growing. We hired all of these, <laughs> either hired or promoted all of these amazing people. And then like, I'm in there one-on-one and I start just crying in the middle. Like, like, can you imagine? Like, Why is Sarah being like, such a big baby? Because she doesn't <laughs> want to give up her jobs. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure if they're listening to this, they're probably all the like, new people we'll be- are like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, this place is a hot mess. Like <laughs> who's the who's the kook? Yes. <laughs> it it was it was like that. So I think once I uh, once I understood being able to um to explain it, like, hey guys, like I love that you're here and you are doing an amazing job. And just so, just so you know, I am struggling with this, with this fear and be transparent about it. What ended up happening is once they understood, oh my goodness, did they rally around me? And they also like would call me out on it. Like you are letting that fear right now control this conversation Mm. versus letting me do my job, right? Get, Mm. stay in your lane. This is no longer your lane. And so one of one of the my favorite quotes from Brene Brown is vulnerability is not winning or losing. It's having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Vulnerability is not weakness. It's our greatest measure of courage. And so how you can show courage to your team is by being transparent, be, being vulnerable as you go through things, talking it through with them and, and, and talking it through on the journey because they will learn it. Because when you're in a rapidly growing organization, like I had a conversation just this week with three key leaders and I, and I could see it right away. Hey, you're fearing irrelevancy, right? Well, relevancy isn't a word, Wendy told me. You're fearing <laughs> being irrelevant. Irrelevance, uh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Irrelevance so, is a word, yes. And they were, they were able to see me go through that because I was transparent to where that they now can do the same thing and we, we were able to overcome it faster. So do not be afraid of being transparent and sharing that fear with your team members. Love that. I love that so much. And um, uh, I'm going to think about that long after we record this podcast, mm-hmm. you know, because I think there's there's a lot there. Uh, number three is review your strengths and lean into them. So, you know, I, I think that that it's really, really important that you continue to work with you know, whoever it is around you, up, down, sideways, and ensure that your current role is working in your strength zone, right? Um, mm-hmm. Wendy said it, you know, a couple minutes ago that she continually fired herself as she shed things that probably others were were better at, right? And what I want to share about this is that um, that's helped me is that I think there's two ways to change. You know, one of them is you change your mindset and then your behavior changes. And then the other Mm -hmm. way is you change your behavior and your mindset can follow. And for Mm -hmm. me, a lot of the time, I change my behavior first. that was a nugget. Say that again. That was just a nugget. I know. I'm like, I don't know if it's like real. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I I think of it... I think if I quoted people on Instagram, I would be quoting that right now. You'd be quoting that. Oh, thank Mm, you. With a picture Um, of you next to it. I think there's two ways to change. (laughs) Gazing off into the distance. Yeah, uh, gazing off. Absolutely, gazing off for those pictures. By the way, side profile for the the millennial Gen Z. With a (laughs) vism. 
<laughs> side note, I tried to do that with my husband. We were on vacation last year. I go, hey, look off into the distance and I'm going to take a selfie. And the whole time you see him staring at the camera going, what? And you can like, see his mouth opening. I'm like, we are so old. Look in the distance. Like, just look in the distance. <laughs> like, what I love, what I love about right now is there is someone who missed the quote and is like, just say the quote again. Please, yeah. just say yeah. it again. Okay, I think there's two ways to change. And this is just a via I don't know if it's grounded in anything. For me, um, I either change my mindset and the behavior follows, or I change my behavior and I find the mindset follows. And, and I think about it sort of tactically. I think about what am I going to change first? And a lot of times for me, and this is just a me thing, behavior behavioral change is sometimes easier for me than a mindset change. And so mm. this is mm. a good example of, of that. Um, and that is, um, you know, because again, we're... we're, we're we're sort of battling this fear of being irrelevant. And it's praising and amplifying team members that have taken the roles and responsibilities off your plate, especially when they're in their strength zone. And, and what I want to share is words help and words matter. And so by praising them and saying over, I say it all the time and I amplify them. I say, you are so much better than I ever was at this. You are so good at this. I can see you. I can see what you're doing. I am so glad I gave this to you because you you are, I'm seeing now how it should be done. You are so much more gifted at this than I ever could be. And, and, the, and I believe it when I say it. And that yeah. has really, really helped me kind of, you know, worked through this. And, and, and by the way, the side note, that is, that is a little bit selfish for me. And the side note is how do you think it makes them feel? Makes them feel great. Oh, so good. I have an opposite of that story was when I first hired um, Kristen, <laughs> our listings manager. And I gave, like, I, I fired myself from the listing management role. I um, kept jumping in to help. I thought I was helping by contributing to her role. And she came to me one day and she said, say, I need to talk to you. And I said, what, what's going on? And she said, are you trying to fire me? And I said, what? And she mm. goes, by you thinking you're helping me in my job, what you're actually telling me is that I'm not good at my job, so you have to do it for me. Is that what you're trying mm. to tell me to do? And it was one of the best early leadership lessons I could have learned because by not empowering what Via was saying to do and supporting and praising the behavior, and instead by jumping in, and what I was doing was truly micromanagement, right? Which is a terrible idea. Don't do that. I was literally telling her I didn't value her. And so I love what you're saying, Via, because I totally did the opposite when I was early into leadership and learned that lesson the hard way. And it was, it's such a good reminder that the behavior that you show rewards the activity you want to see. So I think that's awesome. So good. What, one sort of um, hack that helped me with this um, is, you know, I, I, I was redefining my 20%, right. And then I was hiring out the, the key thing, the things that I was doing that weren't within my sort of strength zone and in, in my top 20%. And so I had a new job description and what helped me is I printed it out and I started bringing it to every single meeting. Oh, wow. And I love if something, that. If, if something came up that was not on my job description, I was not allowed to write it down. I was not allowed to take ownership of it. I had to figure out whose job it was on and then make sure that, like, that they were doing it, right? And that really helped me like in the moment. It also helped me like, I love the, my new job, you know? Like, I don't need to take on their, I don't need to keep taking on their job, right? Well, I love my clarity. new job. I love that. Yeah. That's so smart. Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. 
Oh, I that's mean, so and, good. And I think what's great, Sarah, is is part of your, you know, your growth of your organization is that, you know, every person is working in their strength zone. And, and you know, I yeah. know we talk about strength finders a lot because you and I, you really got me into it and you're way more advanced in it than me. I have grown to love strength finders and you are really into that too. So when we talk about strength zone, I think that you have you have amplified and sort of put that on steroids, right? With with yep. using strength finders. So you really mean strength zones, right? You know, well, I, go yeah. ahead, Wendy. And, yeah. Well, and just not to belabor the point, but I do think it is really important because so many of us, when we start out as entrepreneurs, we're, we're pretty good at everything. We're good at a lot of things. And it's it's the upside and it's the downside of when you start a business, because when you do start a business, you do have to kind of be good at a lot of things. You have to wear a hat, a lot of hats, and you're looking for people when you're hiring for people to be resourceful and to be able to, to maybe do uh, a lot of different roles. Um, and it's actually a skill that will hold you back as your organization grows. And, you know, arguably, Sarah, your organization has grown probably faster, um, you know, for, for sure, a lot faster than mine. And it's a lot bigger than mine. And you've had to go through that a lot more rapidly, probably than a lot of, than, than a lot of people do where it would just feel more organic. And so what I hear you saying is you've actually had to put some systems in place so that you are kind of saving yourself from yourself. Like yeah. in one yes. part of your mind, it's like one part of your mind knows that you need to do that. But another part of you is like, well, I've had to do all these things for so long. And it's just a big part of mm-hmm. our success. And uh, and so the tension there is just, it's got to be tough. So, you know, yeah. congratulations to you. Yeah, I re- it's really admirable. It's Thank you. awesome. Thank you. you know, and number four is something that you hear all of us talking about, which is diving into learning and growing. And, you know, our organization grows to the extent that we do. And that's why we're constantly as leaders reading and seeking out opportunities to grow our business and our personal lives. You know, and if we want a bigger world or a bigger income or a bigger opportunity for our people, then we have to seek out ways to grow and learn. And so, you know, one of the things selfishly why I love our podcast so much is because I'm over here taking notes the whole time we're recording. It's like every week, you know, for multiple hours, we get to, we get to, you know, every other week, we get to learn from each other. We get to grow. And so, you know, something that I love is that all of us are listening to podcasts, we're reading books, we're attending seminars or classes or masterminds. That's something, you know, like via doing your um, financial classes that you did this last year was incredible. But like seeking out areas where you really want to excel and looking to grow. Um, And one of the best ways to learn is also to teach. And so as leaders, we have to remember that one of the best ways that we can grow ourselves is to help pour into others and to teach others and to empower them to do the same. It not only can change a community or it can change a world, but it also actually is selfishly beneficial for you too, um, because that's how we get better also. I, I had um, an opportunity to have a coaching call with Gary Keller uh, yesterday and it was, or Wednesday, and it was just amazing. Um, and he had started. <laughs> oh, just slip that in there. Just, no, just you know, just no, name no, drop no, that no, in no, there. No big deal. <laughs> no, it was it was phenomenal. And I'm looking at my Gary and I were just <laughs> texting yesterday. Good. 
<laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, well, he said two things that like, honestly, just uh, go along with this, right? He was like, you have one of the best systems in, in terms of your business, right? And you know, it works. And he said, speed can become the enemy. So be careful. Like when you already have it, like speed can then become the enemy. What you need to be doing is, is making sure you're learning how to scale before you then just go as fast as possible. And so like he was seeing that I was wanting to go faster than maybe he thought I should be going. Um, now he didn't say it that way, but, but that was what he was saying, but he may, he said, you need to keep learning. Do not like just go, go, go and not pause enough to learn from all of these businesses that have gone before you that have gone through this. And I think it's so powerful that when we're in this sort of transition in our role, you, one of your main jobs is to learn, is to be looking mm -hmm. ahead and to be growing. And so be careful not to just be doing it and, and wanting to do your next thing and, and making sure that on your job description is learning, right? And making sure that that is an active thing that you're doing, so... You know, it's so um, cool that we're recording this today because I was just reflecting something with someone yesterday, and that is that for years and years on this journey, there are certain people that I just heard the same message over and over. I read or listen to podcasts or listen to Audible at least an hour a day. Chris Suarez, Ben Kinney, Warren Buffett reads, I don't know, six hours a day, Bill Gates, right? And, and I, I don't know about you, but I, I almost used to kind of roll my eyes like, oh, it must be nice. I'll just admit it. Like, I, I remember kind of going, well, I don't have mm. that kind of time. Like, I, you know, it, what a silly thing to say, side note. Like, what an absolutely ridiculous thing to say. But that's what you say to yourself when you're in denial. You know, it's just like, well, you know, they have the time and I don't and, and whatever. And I, I remember um, last week I, I was spending some time with Chris Suarez and and, and we're in a series of meetings together and I'm looking at him, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's one of the most successful people I know and work with. So is Ben Kinney, so is you know Gary Keller, so is Warren Buffett. I don't work with Warren Buffett, but I work with the three of them. And, and I was like, it, it just hit me. I'm like, you can't make up that time. You, you cannot make up that hour a day over a decade. I couldn't even try to make that up anymore. And so... I just want to encourage everybody to be consistent in this practice and and to just, you know, you know, push through and make the time. Kobe Bryant talks about it a lot, that extra hour of practice. He would just say my my they just can't compete against that. You cannot make yeah. up for five, seven, ten years of one or two extra hours a day. And I just wanted to kind of encourage everybody that the most successful people I know really do do this. I think I'm better than most, you know. I mean, like, I, I, I do are. read and listen to a lot, but but I want to go next level. And and to go next level, something's going to give. You're, you're going to have to wake up early or you're going to have to, you know, just carve more time in your day to do it. You just will. But it's so worth it. Or you do less. Well, yeah, carve more time in your day. Yeah. 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 Well, I love that. And uh, and so number five is really redefining what success means for you. And I think this goes back to separating this idea of you and your role and you and your business. You are not your business. Uh, your, your business failures, they might reflect uh, a learning opportunity for you. But there are lots of things that happen in business that, that have nothing to do with you. 
And just because your business fails or it goes down one year doesn't mean that you are a failure. And uh, we get to choose our life. We get to choose what we do. We get to choose how we spend our time. And everybody that's listening is uh, blessed beyond measure with those choices. I mean, we don't even understand it, how blessed we are. And I was just had a, I, I was, uh, had a great conversation with uh, Emily Duarte, you know, my friend Emily Duarte this morning. And she was talking about how in 2019, she was on this uh, bigger is better kind of trajectory. And she really had a, a you know, defining moment in 2019 where she she felt like she'd gained weight. She wasn't happy. She didn't enjoy uh, what she was doing. She was spending less time with her kids. And she said, you know what? I'm just going to do it a different way. I'm going to do it this way. And, you know, she's completely changed her business. She parted ways with her partner. And it, she felt shame over that. She felt she felt shame over that. And yet here she is three years later. And uh, she was just telling me about, you know, Fridays are half day Fridays. She gets to spend time with her kids. She's actually making more money and more profit than she ever has been. But, you know, her numbers are different. Um, they're, they're different. And uh, she just said, you know what, success is going to be on my terms. And so that's really what number five is, is just redefining what success means for you. I mean, everybody repeat after me. You are not your job. <laughs> you That's, are not, you your, are job. not your job. Yeah. Via, you are not your job. I need to hear it. I, I need to hear it. You know, I, I, for, I legit need to hear that. I own that. You know, I mean, I am not my job. You are not your job. Yeah. Well, the, well, the other, the other big thing with this is I think that that's, you know, you get to define success is what Wendy is saying. And I, I think so many times, like we compare ourselves to others and, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. That is what takes joy away because we get to define what success looks like. And I think so many times when we are fearing being irrelevant, sitting down and, and redefining it, right? Like for me, it was like, man, like seeing that leader shine you know, I, I, um, I, we had our awards, uh, for our company, um, for all this, all the sales leaders and all the, um, operational leaders at, back in February. And, um, it was at headquarters, which is our DC Metro location. And all of our locations were online doing their awards. And, um, after the awards were over, I didn't have one agent asked to take a picture with me. And it was the first time ever that my agents in, DC, in the DC Metro team did not ask to take a picture with me. And they were asking to take a picture with their leader, Elizabeth Falcon, who is a phenomenal leader. And um, I, I left the awards and I was getting on a plane um, and I started to cry. And I was uh, sitting next to uh, my chief growth officer and he said, what's wrong? And I, he was like, we just had this amazing award ceremony. Like, what is wrong? And I said, did you notice, you know, they didn't ask to take a picture with me. And he was like, well, that's what you wanted, right? Like, that's what you want her to be amplified. You want her. I said, no, that is what I want. <laughs> like, that is what I want. And it's a change. It's a change. But it's like redefining success. So for me, I had to redefine success is watching that. Sitting back and being able to watch my agents or her agents honor her and want to post with her and want to be with her. Like, that is success. And I had to redefine it. And that helped me in terms of my fear of being irrelevant. 
Yeah, I love that. And just as a reminder, you know, we we live and work in America where achievement is is our is probably our number one value. I know in America only on strength finders, achievement is the most common strength. Yeah. In America yes. only. Yeah. And that's that's partly because of our culture. You know, we're very achievement based. We work in an industry that's very achievement based. Our company is very, if you're with Keller Williams or probably any real estate company, really, if you're in real estate, is very achievement based. And so it's totally normal. It's totally normal to think about that. And it's also totally normal to to be at a different stage in your life and want different things. You know, it might yes. be that you have young kids and you want to work more. It might be that you have young kids and you want to work less. It might be that you are, uh, you know, your your kids are about to graduate from high school and you've got shifting priorities. You might want to work more. You might want to work less. Whatever it is that defines that for you is totally okay. And it can change. It doesn't, you don't have to be on an upward trajectory for your whole life. So. Yeah, yeah, I think sure. um, that that that's why that point is so important. And I don't want to, I don't want, I know we need to get going, but that's why it's so important because when you redefine it, like achievers, like I, I think my number two strength. And so you don't want to, like if God's gifted in you that you want to use it. But for me, I just have to redefine what achieving means. And so for me, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm watching my leaders achieve and I'm watching them shine and I'm watching them and that it then helps me. Right. So I think that's so, so, so key there. Um, number six, uh, but definitely not um, last in any way. And honestly, this could have been first, but just uh, acknowledge that growth is a process. It's okay to have like moments of, I, I used to call them mini depressions. Like anytime I would give up a role, I would mm-hmm. get depressed for a little bit. It's a morning um, period. It is a morning period. And it, well, it's, it's just a change in having to get used to it. Having to get used to it, right? Not me. And I'm like, woohoo. <laughs> oh, I feel it, Sarah. I'm feeling it now. Yeah. 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 It, it's, it's, and it, it, so just acknowledge that this is just a process, part of growing. Um, it, it's, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if, if you are having that fear or, or if you do feel a little bit down when you've um, leveraged something off your plate and, and given something up. And so, so part of it is just acknowledging it. Um, and that, and to be, aware that everyone around you is also going through that process too. If you are leading the organization, you are not the only one that is going through it. I mean, I will never forget uh, last year we were at dinner and half, half the team was like the, what George calls the old guard. And then half the team was the new, new. um, And someone on the old guard said, are you guys sad? Like that. And the entire, their entire section of their table. Yes. And then the new team members were like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, right. And it's like the whole team, because we were changing, growing so fast was going through it too. And so acknowledge it, talk about it openly and just know that that is part of change and growth of an organization and be okay with that. Be okay with that. And just lean into the process, lean into the process. Yeah. I, I, I love, love this topic. Like, like we stated at the beginning, it's something that I, you know, I actively work through. And, and, and before we wrap, I, I do want to say that I love the way I'm wired. I love that I'm achievement based. I wouldn't change it for the world. And, um, you know, that strength can also be a weakness, but I don't want to also, um, undermine that, you know, all, all of you who, who might be a little bit wired, like Sarah and I were like, we're like, let's, you know, we might define ourselves a little bit more 
by our role, which could be a weakness, but the strength is we get a, a derive a lot of joy and fulfillment in life by setting goals, challenging ourselves and achieving them, right? There's no right or wrong. It's just kind of acknowledgement that you might come up with some um, ceilings to your achievement uh, with this, with the fear of being irrelevant. And, and what we want to do is make you aware of that so that you can go beyond that fear and move to the next level, right? That, that's, that's our right. only our only goal here. So, um, I think the because, irony, Bia, Bia, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm, no, it's that okay. was so good because I think, which we didn't say sometimes I would, I realized that this is why I wasn't hiring people sometimes. Oh, I think that's for like, sure. True. Yeah. And so it, it ends up holding you back and mm -hmm. like, and prevent so much opportunity for others because, and so that's why it's so important to overcome it is because for sure, I was not hiring because I wanted to feel needed. I wanted to feel relevant. I wanted to be the one, right? And it's like, no, like overcome this fear because, oh my goodness, what the, the difference you can make in people's lives and really in the industry, in the world, when you overcome it is huge, is huge. I, so that was I so good. Sarah, I just want to keep going on that. And I know we need to wrap, but this is so important because I see it. Leaders, if you find yourself making all checkpoints at you, Everything in your organization rolls up to you. You are a bottleneck. You're the, you know, you're the end point of every single decision. And you find yourself you're getting triggered a little bit when you see people running with things that, that you didn't necessarily like have anything to do with. It's probably time to ask yourself some questions. And it's probably time to ask yourself, am I, am I not letting go of this? Am I feeling triggered because I'm, I'm possibly resisting being needed or feeling irrelevant because it, it, it is probably stopping you. It's probably a bigger ceiling than we're acknowledging in a lot of businesses and a lot of leaders. Yep. Yep. So true. Right. So, um, so the irony in successful leadership and, and in empire building and business growth, that means if you're successful, you actually ideally will be irrelevant <laughs> in, in, in the thing that, that you gave up, right? It's a little bit of one of, of life's ironies. So, so you know, we, we went over six different ways and, and we want you to re-listen to this episode. I'm going to re-listen to this a few times, I can tell. Me too. Um, Me I just too. need this and I'm going to need it at various times. Um, and, and I want you guys to just think about, it. you know, is this getting in the way of you living a big life and having a big business? Thank you very much for joining us today and we will see you next week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.